to another episode of Top Year, the only podcast brave enough to give you a definitive and unbiased ranking of the last 150 years of history. This week on the podcast, Max illustrates the mental state that this podcast induces in our listeners. My brain was like, uh... <laughs> I was, I was like <laughs> <laughs> Wilson asks the important questions. How do you breathe? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and Kyle gives us a peek into the research process for this show. Did a bit more research, but I didn't write any of it down. <laughs> so sit back, relax, throw away your history books, and enjoy episode 22 of Top Year. What's up, guys? What it is. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> How's it going? This is episode 22 of the best top year, <laughs> the only top year <laughs> podcast out there. The best podcast called Top Year. Yes. And we <laughs> like to talk about a little bit of history here. A little bit? A lot of bit. Mm. It's like all we talk about. Yes. Well, amidst a lot of other things, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of tangents. We just had like a 10 minute discussion about Doctor Who. <laughs> no, that is historical. I wish we recorded that. That is historical. <laughs> uh, I, I do not. Um, yeah, no. Anyway, this week I'm discussing 1862. Yes. You are. And Kyle, Kyle's finally before, doing 1800. Before we go ahead, I have an amendment to make to 2011. Oh, boy. I have an addition to make that I think will shoot 2011 into the stratosphere of the most important year of all time. Out of the dungeon? Absolutely. Because you know why? Is it Ninja Turtle related? No, 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 no. <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> Roderick Rules. Oh. Probably up there with the greats, with Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> oh, the movie. The movie. The movie came out. One of the greatest movies of all time. That's it. Came out in 2011. Very influential yeah. piece of cinema. <laughs> yeah. All right, your tier review needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> John T has just shown me my review of uh, Diary of Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules, and it's five stars. I've written the second part of the best trilogy of all time, and I stand by that. I stand by that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We won't get into it now. <laughs> yeah, that's what we can unpack that later. <laughs> yeah. That's a big box. That yeah. we just, yeah, we'll unpack it. Yeah. Whenever we it get the, the S tier. Yeah, we'll get there. Thank you for <laughs> amending that, actually, because You're so that welcome. Is, that's important. Yeah. yeah. But we did see Roderick in Oppenheimer. Yeah, we did. The Roderick verse grows ever yeah. bigger. <laughs> anyway, how are you guys feeling today? Have you got your word? I'm feeling quite dapper. Oh. Only because I'm wearing a college shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we're usually nice and relaxed on this show, but I'm- uh, We are. I, I feel a little dressed up. We're, we're like the, the three phases of what you should wear out. I'm wearing like the bare minimum that you should ever leave the house in. <laughs> the dirty shirt. <laughs> dirty shirt, Crocs and socks. Kyle's wearing a nice outfit. Something you should leave the house in. <laughs> yeah. And then Max is wearing a lovely college shirt. Yes. Mm. I just thought I'd style up the show a little bit. <laughs> see it's see delightful. what happens. How yeah. are you, Wilson? I'm feeling sincere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Eh, just cause. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling informed. Oh, good. Mm. I like that. Because I just had a lovely cupcake of knowledge. 
We did too. I don't, yeah, I, I know about this year <laughs> and we also just had cupcakes. So. We did have <laughs> delicious cupcakes. Thank you to number one fan of the show. Yes. Claire. Claire. Or the, the club sandwich historian. I don't know. Yes. Is that what it, yeah? Yeah, I think so. We believe. We will never know. Maybe she's a Ruben lover. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not opposed to doxing people on this show. Damn it. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Okay. So, 1862. Could be a new favourite year after this. <laughs> Probably not. 62. This is the earliest we've gone. Yeah, this is my first. We've hopped in the TARDIS and gone real far. <laughs> oh, <back>. no. <laughs> Kyle's first 1800 year. My first 1800 year. Let's see how he does. Hopefully, I don't end up in the dungeon. It's pretty fun down <laughs> in the dungeon. It actually, it's a, it's a really good time. Yeah. yeah, Wilson's dominating the dungeon. I'm, I am. I'm. Like, I've got one foot in the dungeon. Yeah. Oh, is the dungeon D? Yeah, I'd I say it's just it's it, just Wilson. It's, the, it's the bottom. No, it's just like the bottom couple. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I put up like horse posters <laughs> on the side <laughs> on the dungeon. You got what horse posters? I watched, I watched posters? Barbie recently. You're making it. <laughs> <laughs> your, your mojo dojo castle yeah. house down there. Yeah. Sick. Got inspired by Ryan. That's nice. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yeah. He's my beloved, so I just want to call him Ryan. That is very sincere of you. <laughs> exactly. <Ryan. laughs> All right, let me jump into this. Yeah. Please do. I'll give you three seconds to guess how many years ago. 1862 is three, two, one, 159, 161. Damn it. I, was really close. I just didn't guess. Yeah. My brain was like, uh, <laughs> I was, I was like <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight, that like, is actually really not that hard. But <laughs> no, I, I just, I was like, <laughs> I was just thinking, have I got that right? I think I do. <laughs> I didn't really. Uh, oh, that's anyway, a bit embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> bring that in, you guys. We had the goat president this what. year. The goat president. The goat president. Well, the, the most iconic president. The president. Yep. Do a- you know who Abe. It it's Abe Lincoln. Whoa! The Civil War was going on. Maybe it was. I don't want to spoil anything, but maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abe nice. Lincoln. Got a few details about him. He's the 16th pres, of the U.S. <laughs> he okay. I'll say this last. No, actually, no. He was assassinated in 1965. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Widely known. Mm. He was the tallest president ever at six foot four. Wow. And he Tallman. was the first president to be photographed at his inauguration. Huh. That's cool. And he was also a self-taught lawyer, which you could definitely be back then. <laughs> <laughs> How hard can it be? Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Just read that Lawyer for Dummies book. Yeah, that's that true. That came out. We can't legally read that, though. Did that come out in... 59? No, it was like 91. No, was it, it was 1991? Yeah. Oh, it's later, I think. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. All right. <laughs> Coming in hot with the births. Cloud. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Cloud Debussy. <laughs> Let's go. Claude. Maybe it's Claude. I think it's Claude. Yeah. It's Claude. Cloud. C L A U D. E, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Debussy, and he's a French composer. <laughs> nice. We had Ida, Ida B. Wells, human rights activist. Cool. Go Ida. O. Henry, <laughs> <laughs> who was a short story writer. Mm. Legend. Uh, and Gust- a short name. Yeah. O. Just O. <laughs> Nothing long about O. 
<laughs> oh, Henry. <laughs> oh, we had Gustav Klimt, which is K-L-I-M-T Gustav for those interested. Klimt. Who is that? Who are they? Uh, Austrian painter. Cool. And then David Hilbert, who was a mathematician. So some fun names there. Good names. Claude. It's going to be hard picking them for the uh, best name of the week, I think. I think we've got that easily. Oh, I don't know. There's one coming Cloud. up. It's just the perfect name for what they do. Oh, okay. Um, the average life expectancy in 1860 was around 37 years old oh, in the United States. Far out. 37. Jeez. Yikes. And I think that, yeah, I looked everywhere for this. I looked everywhere and that's what I found. <laughs> Seven. 37. That is like medieval times age. Yeah. I mean, people probably just had gout, scurvy, trench foot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gout. I mean, we'd be over halfway there. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway. That sucks. I'm glad that we live longer than that. Yeah. Um, but these people probably didn't. Henry David Thoreau died who was a philosopher and a naturalist. Mm. And I got some facts about him. He fell in love with the same woman as his brother. Oh, it's <laughs> devastating. He, ac- <laughs> he accidentally caused a forest fire after cooking fish. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a naturalist. What? Yeah, he accidentally burnt like 300 acres of, <laughs> of wood. <laughs> of wood. But yeah. Damn. That's, yeah. Um, we have Samuel Colt. He was an inventor and businessman. He was the pioneer of product placement. And oh, wow. Like people... It's very interesting. He's famous for... He created the first revolving cylinder handgun, which okay. is why it's called the Colt Revolver. Oh. Samuel Colt. Wow. That's interesting. And people would paint his gun in paintings. I'm not sure if he asked them to, but yeah. Oh, and that's how like the product placement yeah. thing. Huh. And oh, he made cool. his own personal fireworks. It's <laughs> <laughs> a man of many gifts. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he's got a bit of a cult following now. So, Ayo. nice in America. Uh, Martin Van Byrne, the eighth president of the United States. He was the first president to be born as a U.S. citizen, and this is interesting. His nickname was Old Kinderhook, which is the town he also grew up in. I'm, I'm quite sure. <laughs> That was abbreviated to OK, and this was used in his presidential campaign and became a popular saying. What? OK. Really? <laughs> OK. And so that means, like, it had the same meaning in his campaign? or like I think he popularised it. What the heck? What? Yeah. Wow. I did a bit more research, but I didn't write any of it down. <laughs> I found out what OK actually means. Can't remember. <laughs> Well, All right. So you're going to have to trust me. Another year we'll figure that out. Yes. Trust me, bro. Wow. Yeah. Old Kinderhook. There you go. That's cool. All right. This is a very sad one. James Creighton, who was 21, he was a, a baseball player and he hit a home run and in the process suffered an injury in his abdominal area and a loud snap was heard. He died four days later after experiencing severe pain and hemorrhaging in his abdomen. So he hit a home run and died. And I think it was his Gosh. first ever oh, wow. time professionally. Poor James. Yeah, poor James. That's awful. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there were no movies released in 1862. Shock. Damn. So movies set in 1862. Yeah. Oh. Gangs of New York. Oh, yeah. Featuring Daniel Day-Lewis, a.k.a. 
Hey, Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, the good, the bag, and the ugly. Good, the bag. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> the good bag and the ugly. The bussy. <laughs> uh, okay, right. <laughs> Glory. It's just the title of a movie. The wonder. Uh, the great locomotive chase. Oh yeah. That's that's reminiscent of the, <laughs> the little train little robbery. Train yeah. robbery. Yeah. But that was a Walt Disney flick. Yeah. And it featured a guy called Slim Pickens. <laughs> and this Please. Oh gosh. The Great Locomotive Chase may come up later. Um and there's a lovely movie called Five Weeks in a Balloon. Starring Red Buttons and Chester the Chimp. <laughs> Red Buttons, is that the name? His yeah. name is Red Buttons. <laughs> is that like an up prequel? I have no idea. Chester the Chimp. But I think that could be a top tier name. Oh. Chester the Chimp. Red Buttons. No, Red Buttons. Oh, Red Buttons. <laughs> well, I like Slim Pickens. Is that their birth name, you reckon? Or I think so. Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. <laughs> what are they doing? They're picking Slim. Okay, here's the name that I really like. For songs, we got Here's Your Mule by C.D. Benson. That is actually a pretty oh. good name. Okay. First name compact. Last name <laughs> middle name disc. Um, last name nuts. <laughs> <laughs> disc nuts. <laughs> Disco nuts. Um, anyway, Battle Cry of Freedom by George Frederick Root, which was a, a banger. I heard. Mm. Um, another battle, a battle hymn of the Republic by Julia Ward Howe, Maryland, My Maryland, by James Ryder Randall. And that song was used as the state song from 1939 to 21. 1939 to 2021. Oh, whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's a long time. Cool. We haven't done 39 yet, have we? Uh, I don't think so. I think we would have. No, we haven't. That's a war year, so we would have. Have not done it. Remembered. All right. Gee, I'm flying through my stuff. <laughs> okay. Got some books. There's one called The Notting Hill Mystery by Charles Felix. Uh, there's No Name by Wilkie Collins. Uh, <laughs> Goblin Market. <laughs> oh, the poetry. Goblin Market, colon, <laughs> The Tale of Two Sisters by Christina Rossetti. Nice. Is that what you're thinking? Yes. Goblin Market. Goblin Market. It's <laughs> a sick name. That's Goblin maybe mode. where Goblin Mode comes Goblin from. Mode. Maybe. It's been around for a long time. Um, Les Mis by Victor Hugo. Jeez, 1860. Far yeah, out. Hugh Jackman's old. <laughs> He's an old boy. Wow. Um, Realise. And good. Effie Maurice or What Do I Love Best by Fanny Forrester. <laughs> nice. Just a great title. <laughs> what I Love Best. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Effie Morris or What Do I Love Best. <laughs> yeah, what? Thanks, Fanny. What? <laughs> Thanks, Fanny. <laughs> um, I've got some clothing here. So a common trend in the 1860s was the hoop skirt, Not which a was a series of steel hoops in a, like, arranged with tape to keep the structure of a dress. Mm. So, yeah, those very puffy dresses. Oh, yeah. Um, this is interesting. Oversized clothing, clothing was popular among men. So they wore loose jackets and wide tubular trousers. <laughs> and potato sacks. <laughs> Peasant no peasant <laughs> this year. Between 1975. <laughs> but I have a quote from fashion historian Jane Shrimpton, who said, It's easy to wear, but rather shapeless. And because of its untailored style, even the dapper mid-Victorian ma- Victorian man of fashion, known as a swell, appeared known as a swell, 
appeared to contemporaries somewhat languid or drooping. So basically, really classy guys looked Looks like looked like peasants because they wore baggy clothes, and that wasn't unlucky. That traditional for upper class, you know. Interesting. It's a shame I butchered that quote because I feel like to understand it needs to be read in one go. (laughs) That's all right. Anyway, we we got the gist. Okay. Um, sports. I know how much we love sports. We love sports. <laughs> and the first ever base, the first, not ever, but the first baseball field opened in the United States. Really? Wow. Union's Ground in Brooklyn. Were I'm they, assuming it's still there today. Were they playing baseball in other countries before that or? I think so. But, <laughs> <laughs> but not like a big stadium. Yeah. Just right. like a. Oh, like a. Little park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack some windows. Surely that ground's still there. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. It's probably like a heritage thing. Mm. Um, The India rubber bladder was created. What could this be? The Indian rubber bladder. It's got to be like a football, right? Like, Might well be. You fill it up with air and it's like a bladder, like an NFL ball, like a... You're close. Oh, So the, the inside of soccer balls were lined with rubber. So it's the inside of a ball. Yeah, yeah. But previously they were lined with an inflated pig's bladder. Oh. <laughs> so that's great, Yikes. isn't it? And then they just laid on that leather on the outside because they were really chonky and <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been a nice feeling to get hit by one of those. No. <laughs> or kick them for that matter. Pretty gruelly. Um, the first public ski jumping competition was held in Trissil, Norway. Like Eddie the Eagle. Yeah. Just like Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> but anyone could join? Is that why it's, that would mean public, you reckon? Or? I think so. We should have joined. We could have joined. <laughs> if only we'd known. Open the chocolate milk Tardis and go back. Yep. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> we need that. What a random thing to mention without any context. <laughs> <laughs> the Doctor Who podcast, come on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like, I wonder what ski jumping looked like back then. I can't Probably imagine. Probably really just, dangerous. Like they just find a... A nice slope. <laughs> Get a guy with some sticks on his feet. Push yeah, him down. Go down. <laughs> just some push bar. him down. Yeah. Yeah. But it's probably not as extravagant. I wonder, how, like, yeah, how different it would have been. Like, how mm. high would they have got? You reckon? How far? Don't know. Didn't find it. Out. <laughs> Didn't find that. I just, I just imagine, right. like, in cartoons, when people like fall in the snow and they're like roll up into a ball, like their hands are sticking out the side. <laughs> Just imagine That's that. actually what happened. It's factual. What? Every single jump, people turn into, into a snowball. Wow. I find it crazy that people can just fly when they ski jump. But yeah, How do they like not land and like die? <laughs> I don't know. I never know. They go so far. Yeah. It, it's quite impressive. Yep. That's one sport I'm never going to try. Same. Maybe we should try it. Uh, Next video. <laughs> <laughs> now it's set in stone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. Ski jumping in Australia. Could yeah. be like an indoor skiing place. Surely they could do a bit of a... We could go yeah. to um, uh, Luna Park and go into Coney Island and like go on little sacks and just like <laughs> make them have a bigger jump. So we stand up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. Anyway, I've got some fun vehicle facts. Oh. We're starting off with my favourite... Mode of transportation, the balloon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in 1862, Lieutenant George Grover had That's a, a sick name. Yeah, Lieutenant George Grover. 
not GG. related to Grover the Muppet. Uh, he had a personal interest in the use of balloons in the military. He stated to the British Army that they should use balloons to investigate and do recon and observation of enemies and things like that. But, yeah, this led to tests being conducted with Grover and civilian balloonist Henry Coxwell. Good on you, Henry. And I've got another fact about him in a second. <laughs> okay. But the first official military tests with balloons didn't take place until 15 years later. Okay. Back to Mr. Coxwell. I hope he is Coxwell. The balloon altitude record. Oh, yeah. Of all time. What? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) But it was reached by aeronauts James Glacier and Mr. Coxwell. Nice. And the two ascended to 37,000 feet in a hot air balloon, which is like, (laughs) it's 8,000 feet higher than Mount Everest. Whoa. How do you breathe? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but back then it was believed that when you go past the clouds, you die. Because <laughs> there's like in- infectious gases. Oh, like outside the clouds. Yeah. Because just fart clouds. What if it's a what beautiful if, day? What if there's no clouds in the sky? Yeah. <laughs> you don't die. You can go higher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I guess they, they thought that you get bacteria, life-threatening bacteria when you go up that high. That's crazy. And so they Based just went Based off what? Exactly. <laughs> But they some did bloke it. just went. Oh yeah, there's some bacteria up there. Don't go up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? But at the time, this was the highest point any human had ever reached. Fair enough. Yeah. Good on them. But that's yeah. I think jumbo jets fly around that height. Right. Or maybe. I mean, that's lower. in a balloon. I'm not too sure. Jumbo jet. You're in a like sealed. Yeah. <laughs> what if a metal bo- What if a bird just comes along? Cartoon style pops, pops the, the balloon. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I'm thinking for military <laughs> use. <laughs> military Flopping use. Around. Such a high chance you get shot down and you're like, yeah, true. Just got to learn from like Clash of Clans. Exactly. That balloon guy. Yeah, yeah. true. Most commercial airplanes fly between 33,000 and 42,000. Right. So pioneers. Imagine yeah. Them in the sky and then seeing an aeroplane. You could just high five the pilot as they go past. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you'd have. It, it's not windy up there, right? Surely it is windy up there. Oh, I've got. I'm it's, not going to comment. I mean, like, <laughs> I've said made too, way too many controversial <laughs> things with no evidence to back them up. I'm not going to say anything. Fair enough. That's true. I don't know if wind being in the sky is controversial, but let me look it up. But like at that height. Surely there's wind. I type in where does wind stop in the sky? And the first <laughs> website is just wind. <laughs> Windopedia.com. So wind starts from warmer air. As air grows warmer, it rises and co- We know this. <laughs> we talk about wind. <laughs> <laughs> the origins of uh, wind. <laughs> we all did year seven science. Yes. Hot air goes up. <laughs> Ah, yes. Hot air balloon. <laughs> and all that goes down. <laughs> but, like, mm. what causes wind all the way up there? Uh, wind? Air. <laughs> air? <laughs> Pressure? Oxygen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what causes clouds to move? Wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I sound dumb. 
That's not fair. <laughs> Look, guys, I dropped science in year 10. I gotta be honest, Same. I don't think this I doesn't reflect cloud. well on any of us, I think. No, it definitely <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> well, they used the they were a history podcast. There right? was wind. Wind existed in 1862. It was invented maybe in 1862. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like licked their finger and like put it to the sky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My finger feels cold. <laughs> what is this? Why feeling? are the trees moving? <laughs> <laughs> trees in 1861. Still. Trees in 1862. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> I love some wind chat. <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. I thought you were like, that makes me look dumb. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. <laughs> I am dumb, in other words. Oh, that's great. But this balloon feat occurred exactly, not exactly, but 99 years after the first piloted hot air balloon was invented. 99 years after. So this completely wow. goes against wind being created. <laughs> <in 1962. laughs> Unfortunately, because oh, no. they were piloted. Yeah. Unless they had yeah. a little like fan blowing them like a. Yeah. Just in the, yeah. In the back. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a fact about trains. <laughs> One fact. Not that interesting. <laughs> just thought I'd throw it in for my boy, Thomas. Okay. Um, American Congress passed the Pacific Railway Act allowing for transcontinental railroads to be made. Hell yeah. Nice. Gee, (laughs) boys, this might be a shorter episode. (laughs) That's all right. right. We've had a couple of long ones. That was a great tangent. 2011 was like an hour and a half long, wasn't it? Something like that? Hour and 10? That long. Yeah, it was pretty long. Which one? 2011. The last one. Yeah, that was just an hour. Exactly an hour. We're just padding out the episode here, talking about how long they <laughs> each like are. <laughs> <laughs> so wind. <laughs> what more could we possibly say about wind? Wind resistance. <laughs> wind resistance? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got some inventions. Okay. Wind? <laughs> <laughs> you know, his name might rhyme with wind. <laughs> John D. Lind. Oh, wow. Patents John D. Wind. the first aerosol dispenser. Wind! Oh. He created <laughs> Can Can wind. wind. <laughs> what the hell? What the? Oh, my God. Scented wind. Wind in a can. Look. <laughs> He's like O'Hare's air, but... Yeah, chew the bottles. <laughs> Okay, right. right, that's cool. Also, the first modern bowling ball was created. Not by the same guy. No. <laughs> no. Say, it's wow. gone from creating wind in a <laughs> to a bowling ball. It created motion as well. Yeah. <laughs> Moving balls. Bowling ball bowling balls. <sighs> Who invented the bowling ball? I don't know. <laughs> uh, All right, I'm looking it up. But oh. yeah, the first bowling ball was made out of very smooth wood. It was a lovely huh. sphere. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. Have we got a, a bowling ball fact for us, Max? Give me one second. <laughs> I'm checking it out. So, Wilson, what's your favorite wind direction? Wind direction. 
It's a tricky one. Direction. <laughs> Look, the, <laughs> all I was going to say was J- Jeff Bridges loves 1862. I think he likes Bridges too. He must. Why does he like 1862? Because bowling balls were invented. Uh, He's the dude. He loves bowling. <laughs> yep. Okay. I what a random what? episode. The introduction of the bowling ball is in 32... Sorry, 3,200 BCE. But hey, first <laughs> modern bowling ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know, but they just... It just looks like a coconut. It, it looks like a coconut with holes. <laughs> and in my bowling ball history research, they used they used to use skulls. Really? Human skulls. That You'd bowl it and it would just go in any direction. That'd be like hard to master, ball. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The, that looks yeah. like a cannonball. The modern one was invented on December 29th. Why is there a website by, about bowling balls? By uh, John Bowling. <gasps> okay. Not John Ball. <laughs> <laughs> no. John Ball. I, I couldn't find it, unfortunately, but we'll right. keep looking. We'll keep digging. I'm going to say a guy's name and you've got to guess what he made. Super easy. Richard Jordan Gatling. Guns. What gun? The Gatling gun. Yep. Gatling's gun. Machine gun. In 1862, RJG is granted a patent in the US for the Gatling gun. Yeah. Because he was the first, one of the first people to use motor, motors in a gun. Because the Wind Gatling gun with rotates. Bullets. That's with cool. bullets. And that is like the complete opposite of what Samuel Colt did. Because that was a revolver. True. Yeah. Okay, nice, nice, nice. I've got some film innovations. Any wind-related film innovations? Um, I don't think so. (laughs) Okay, good. But I'm going to butcher this. The megalithoscope was created, and it was made by optician Carlo Ponti. Another pretty cool name. This was a five-feet-wide viewing device that showed photos through a magnified lens. And, yeah, you look in the box. you look down? Is that what I it think is? so. Yeah, but I think I've seen a there's photo. mirrors placed inside the doors, and when light is directed onto the photo from the other end, or I don't know, uh, a daytime view was achieved. Yeah, wow. Which lights up the photo, That's and cool. the contraption basically looked like an old wooden cannon. Oh, like a big, long rectangle with an opening that's like a. Well, don't be looking. It's prism. like the, the shotgun <clears throat> camera. Camera, yeah. It's like a similar thing. Don't, don't, get it don't look in the wrong one. No. <laughs> you plug it in and then it just... <laughs> fires a bowling ball at you or something. <laughs> yes. A non-modern bowling ball. <laughs> a skull. <clears throat> All right. These two guys did something pretty cool. John Henry Pepper and Henry Dirick. Is he the inventor of Pepper? Just asking for a friend. Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, they created... The wind turbine. Oh my I'm kidding, gosh. they didn't. I'm oh, so sorry. I was gonna say. <laughs> wow. They created Pepper's Ghost. Go on. This is a technique used on stage shows. And Dirick's created a device created a device that could project what looked like a ghost onto a stage. And huh. it illuminated a real actor dressed as a ghost. And then Henry Pepper joined him and together they created Pepper's Ghost. So they basically came up with an actor is underneath the stage and there's a light shining at them and there's a mirror somewhere near them mm-hmm. that goes up onto the stage onto a wow. 45 
a piece of glass angled at 45 degrees. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. So it looked like there was an invisible man on the stage. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty advanced. What are you checking out? I'm still looking for who invented the bowling ball. You just found an Instagram ball. post about the bowling ball. <laughs> Did we talk about like pumpkins being used as bowling balls? Yeah, yeah in the, the, uh, the bowling strike. The bowling <laughs> strike. <laughs> Boston or something? Something like that. I can't remember. They used um, bins as bowling pins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Least ha- Halloween-themed bowling. <laughs> well, then, if this was the invention of the modern bowling ball, when was the, the modern bowling pin invented, I wonder? Don't know. That's a fantastic question. And what were they using yeah. back in the, the ancient days? Bins. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Bins. <laughs> or just a, a light breeze. Uh, and knock down the pins. Yeah, look. I'll keep looking. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got some events. So this there was a massive currency change in the United States on the 25th of Feb the $1 note became legal tender in the US. This was the first flat paper money. Oh, wow. So I assume they just used like doubloons before (laughs) and yeah, like those magical Percy Jackson coins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was legalized through the Legal Tender Act. Shocking, crazy name. And then the next month in March... They also introduced the $5, $10, $20, $50, $100, $1,000, and $5,000 notes. Seems a what? bit excessive, the old $5,000 note. Yeah. Maybe it was like the size of an A4 <laughs> piece of paper. <laughs> but like, what's the point of a $5,000 note? I guess I had to test it out. Rich people, I don't know. True. I guess that like, how else are you going to have your... Because obviously they didn't have like bank accounts or anything like that. So it's like, you need a way to have your money. That's true. If you've got a lot of money, you need a way to... Yeah, you just had yeah. a fat wallet. <laughs> so many like a briefcase. bloody papers in there. Yeah. Now, like, people are, like... <laughs> a briefcase. They, like, ask to, like, use a $100 note to get, like, 250s or whatever. Yeah. Imagine walking out with a $5,000 note uh, <laughs> and asking for, like... Give me five, five $1,000 notes. <laughs> <laughs> or you buy, like, a $5 thing and have to give you change for $5,000. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sucks. One can only not dream. <laughs> One can only nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Although it feels yeah. valid. It's <laughs> pretty cool to have a $5,000 note in your hand. Yeah. I do wonder how big it is. It's got to be massive. I reckon they were all the same size. I have a. Because yeah, US notes are all the same size now. I think so. Yeah. yeah. They're the just different. Got different faces on them. The Illuminati's on one of them. But we got the colors. Yeah. yeah, the colours are good. And the waterproof. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You see they're putting um, King Charles's face on the dollar, I think? Yes, the, coin? the coin? Yeah, the coin. Ooh. I did not. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. A dollar-worthy face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe. All right. <laughs> the American Civil War. Oh. Here we go. 19... 19- Nope. (laughs) 1861 to 1865. Damn. Now, this was a massive conflict fought between the United States of America and the Confederate States of America. They split them fools. Yeah, they split them. But the conflict was largely due to long-standing disagreements over the institution of slavery. Mm. So, yeah. In 1862, there were around 92 battles throughout the year. Wow. Which is a lot. Jeez. Yeah. And... Okay, I've got two two big... No, I've got some things that happened, but I'm not going super into the war. 
because there's so much about it. Yeah. And 92 battles. I'm not going to talk about all those. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, we've got the first Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah, okay. Or the <laughs> origin of it. The 5th of May, 1862, in a small town in east-central Mexico called Puebla, 2,000 Mexican soldiers faced 6,000 French troops at daybreak, and the Mexican soldiers were under the command of General Ignacio Zaragoza, oh. who was a Texas native. Mm. Um, and the French troops were actually a part of Napoleon's second army. No, Napoleon the Second's army. Oh, oh right. Sorry. <laughs> Still, Still cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. But although the Mexican army was poorly equipped, they actually claimed victory by the evening and the day became a national holiday. So it only took one day. <laughs> but Legends. yeah, despite this, French troops actually weren't extinguished from the area for another five years. Yeah. But yeah. To this day, the battlefield is commemorated as Puebla de Zaragoza, which is now a park and museum. Hey. Cool. Have you been there, Max? I have been in Mexico on Cinco de Mayo. It was pretty cool. That is I pretty don't cool. think I've been to that park, though. What did they do? Were there any, like, particular celebrations? I mean, the area I was in, there wasn't anything crazy. But um, I might have I might have missed. I had a $1 on, taco on that day. Did you? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you use a one dollar note or a No I didn't. I oh. ordered off my phone. Where from? G Y G. Oh yeah. The, the was, it, was it a mid taco? Oh, it was actually really good. Hmm. Yeah. I had a not so good taco oh. now. Speaking of just like the idea of battles in eighteen sixty two was quite funny to me. Just like them just standing in like two lines. Yeah, I mean <laughs> military tactics hadn't really yeah. they didn't they weren't a thing, yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. I think like this has gone off how much remem- I remember from year 11. Um, I'm pretty sure guerrilla warfare started in the Civil War. Mm. It's like people were just hiding <coughs> in bushes instead of just walking up to them. Wow, yeah, really? Yeah. Not bad. If That that could be wrong, mm. but I remember hearing something like that. Look, if you want to <laughs> confidently say that. <coughs> I'm putting my stamp on there. Okay. Oh, okay. Wilson seal of approval. Be- yep. yep. But yeah, I find it crazy that 2,000 Mexican soldiers can beat 6,000. Yeah, yeah, soldiers. that's impressive. Um, another interesting, what's so funny? No, nah, nah, I'm not going to say it. Don't bring up the wind again. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> <laughs> um, another Civil War event is the Peninsula Campaign. Now, I did quite a bit of research into this because I wanted to make sure that I really get it, which I maybe Don't do. do. <laughs> <laughs> So on the 27th of Jan, Abe Lincoln issued a war order authorizing the Union to launch a unified aggressive action, ag- not a, uh, they did it, against the Confederacy and General McClellan, McClellan ignored this order. <gasps> he was a Union general and he said, nah, dude, Hell nah. I'm not going to do that. Mm. And this led Lincoln to rearrange the Army of Virginia and relieved McClellan of his supreme command. Okay, so that's kind of the pretense for the Peninsula Campaign. And this is from April to August, but I've also seen it's from June to July, May to September. Wow. Okay, so it's kind of just so yeah. <clears throat> sometime around then. Uh, General McClellan attempt, attempted to capture the Confederate capital, Richmond, in Virginia, and this was after he was pressured by Abe to be more offensive because he was kind of just 
wasting troops doing pointless things. But this whole campaign actually aimed to end the Civil War. But so the Union went into Richmond with over 100,000 troops and the Confederacy had 94,000. And the Union Army failed to capture Richmond uh, as they... I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but Virginia's on the East Coast and they basically didn't use their naval support at all. Mm. All right. So that's why everyone hated McClellan because the war could have ended three years earlier, but because they didn't use that that support and reliable intelligence, they failed. Yeah. But, yeah, because of this, hundreds of thousands of lives more were expelled, which Mm. is... Pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. That's not good. But, yeah, that's the thing that happened. Oh. Uh, okay, I've split up these. Actually, no, I'll say the this is another Civil War thing. So this is a guy named Private Jacob Parrott, and he served in the Union Army throughout the Civil War. So in 1862, Mayor General Ornsby M. Mitchell... Ornsby. 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 He devised a plan to capture Chattanooga, Tennessee, which was a railway town very important to the Confederacy. And this mission to capture it was led by James J. Andrews. Uh, The troops in this uh, raid, they swung into action and commandeered a locomotive known as the General. And this is heading towards the place, uh, Chattanooga. Mm. Gee, I've just got one massive paragraph. It's hard to see where I am. Um, along the way, they stopped regular. They stopped regularly to dismantle the railroad so they couldn't be followed. Oh, okay, that's cool. And like, they destroyed switches and like blew up bridges and stuff. Jeez, <laughs> but they were under pursuit by the Confederates and they hijacked a train called the Texas. I think. I don't have that here, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And this created the Great Locomotive Chase, <gasps> which is that what that movie the is movie. based on. Okay, right. So they weren't really fast enough, so they had to abandon the general and dispersed into the wild. And all the raiders were actually captured within two weeks. Hmm. And the attempt to capture Chattanooga was unsuccessful. Um, all these guys were tried in Confederate court and found guilty of acts of unlawful belligerency. And the leader, um, James J. Andrews, was actually hung. Oh. So Parrot and some of the other raiders attempted to escape. Some did, but some didn't, including Parrot. And he was held as a hostage, a prisoner of war, but he was released in a prisoner exchange. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So, yeah. But... This is interesting. The United States created the award as the highest... They created an award to be the highest military honour and Jacob Parrott was the first to be awarded the Medal of Honour. Wow. Yeah, for being a victim of, I guess, war crimes and things like that. There you go. That's a long story, but... Yeah. How did they chase them if they blew up the train tracks? I don't know. I think they just... like a different line. They were just going the same direction. They knew the tracks better. (sighs) But they were still, like, I think it said they were 18 miles apart, but they knew they were behind them. They were, like, catching up to them. And that they would get them, so they had to just run. And they caught them all in two weeks. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's a cool story. 
Um, now I've got some Australian facts. Oh, okay. Who doesn't love Australia? Mm. This is the John Mc, McDowell McDowell Stewart Expedition. John McD Stewart Expedition. I don't know how to say Mickey it. Mickey D Stewart. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> in Beijing, Mickey D's. Okay, this starts in 1860 when the South Australian government equipped Mickey D with $2,500 to lead an expedition across Australia from South Australia to the top. Oh, okay. Um, traversing Central Australia, uh, he kind of mapped the way. He was meant to map the way all the way up and just like kind of understand what's in the way and things that mm. need to be put on maps and things like that. But he left with 11 men and they failed to cross the continent. But that didn't stop Mickey D. So he came back in 1962 with $200 and 1862? horses. 1862? Yeah, 1862. <laughs> it's like sorry. 100 years later. Oof. I'm just not used to these 1800s years. True. Sorry. But um, he completed the, the journey yeah. and the route he mapped was actually followed by the Australian Overland Telegraph Line years later, which is the, like the power lines yeah, across wow. Australia. You can, that's like phone signals and things like that. That's pretty wow. cool. Electricity. Yeah. And it's 3,200 kilometres. Jeez. <laughs> Far out. And it completed construction <laughs> in 1872. So, yeah, Mickey D. Go Mickey, Mickey D. D. I don't think we'd be able to communicate as well if it wasn't for him. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's cool. got my last fact. Okay. This is the expansion of Queensland. I <laughs> found, this, found this really interesting. Yeah. So in 1959, I'm kind of jumping around a bit, Queensland was declared a colony separate from, the, from New South Wales. And in this declaration, the western border wasn't clearly defined. So where New South Wales' western border is, Queensland just went straight up. But in 1862, the western border of Queensland actually expanded into northern Australia, which is why there's kind of that oh, bit on no, the border where it points right. out. Okay, yeah, yeah. And previously... In line with New South Wales on the 141st meridian, which is the vertical lines on a map, mm. the state expanded to the 138th into the Northern Territory. Right. And, yeah, originally, what have I got here? What do you have there? Oh, <laughs> I just said, originally used to line up with the western border of New South Wales, but the bit that sticks out is what changed. <laughs> so that little corner. Yeah. And each point of that corner has a name. Really? They're like settlements. I don't have their names, but... Right. Stephen, Gareth, and Fred Joseph. I don't know, man. Yeah. But we can... We can it's it's kind of <laughs> odd that that whole western bit didn't come out. Like there's a bit... That's still in line with the New South Wales border. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I know. And like, why did they want to? Why did they do it? But it, yeah, prior to it, it just went straight up, followed New South Wales. But yeah, that's 1862. Okay. Right. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I should have talked about food. Didn't talk about food. They probably just ate like breadsticks. I think I looked it up and it just said pork. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> pork and breadsticks. <laughs> pork and breadsticks. What a diet. John Pork. Oh, and fish, because that guy burnt the, burnt the forest yeah, down. Yeah, true. <laughs> burnt the forest Henry down. Henry David yeah, the Thoreau. Fish. True. So, okay. Yeah. 
That's rice. That's my year. Puffed rice. Oh no, that no, I'm very wrong. Don't <laughs> worry about it. No puffed rice. No puffed rice. <laughs> no puffed rice. Like the guy who invented or developed puffed rice was born in 1862. He developed it. Yeah, it was the first processed commercial dog food in 1862. Apparently, puffed rice was dog food. No, 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 no. Oh, James cool. Spratt. It's called Spratt's Patent Meat Fibrine Dog Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fib- fibrine? Fibrine? F-I-B-R-I-N-E. Okay. Fibrine. Dog cakes. <laughs> that sounds yummy, yummy. Anyway. Wilhelm um, <laughs> Bietnis was also born. <laughs> Who? <laughs> getting off topic. <laughs> We're just looking at like other people born. Damn, okay. I'm getting exposed. Wilhelm Bietnis. No, no, no. It's good. <laughs> so. I'm going to need that. I'm gonna need a really like okay. succinct recap of that. Yeah, yeah. A succinct one. Okay, so currency changes, all those notes, Civil War, Cinco de Mayo, Peninsula Campaign, the expedition across Australia, uh, the Great Train, what was it called? The Great Locomotive Chase, the expansion of Queensland, Abe Lincoln, Cloud Debussy, Claude Debussy, uh, the Colt Revolver, uh, Baggy Clothes. First baseball, balloon stuff, trains. <laughs> okay. And yeah, the um, aerosol, bowling ball, Gatling gun. I'm just really trying to give this year. It's, I had a lot of fun listening to that, but I don't think it's overly. No, it's just not important. No. Like there's, I mean, the American Civil War. It feels War self-important because sure. of the American Civil War. Yeah. Like it's, I could have talked about that more, but I didn't want it to just be about that. That's right. There's other years. There's, there's other years we can talk about that. I think I definitely know what letter this will be. <laughs> I hope it's not the other letter that I think it could be. <laughs> no, I think it's a C. Just where in the C? It's got to be down low, right? I was looking like, like there, in between eighteen, eighteen, and 19. nineteen, or even like in between nineteen twenty. Are we saying it's better than twenty eleven? Uh, Probably it, not, right? But that's such a sad year. Yeah, but it's more, way it's more way significant. more significant. That's true, actually. This could be the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think it's D worthy, but it's definitely bottom C worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm happy with so that. So this will be twentieth place. Twentieth. Essentially twentieth. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I understand. I mean, you presented it very well. Yeah. It um, was just. It just, just, just didn't stick out. It's like just bad luck. It's my turn to be in the dungeon. Welcome. Oh, yeah, true. I didn't yeah. think about that. <laughs> hey. I should take some horse posters down. Yeah. I'm glad you gave us context to that because that <laughs> made no sense when you said that before. <laughs> Does Ken have horse posters? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's a horsey boy. So 1862 is 20th. I think that's fair. And that's yep. a C and it's one above the bottom. Yippee! Yeah. You know hey, at least now we're it's on the fine. dungeon together. Yeah, it's not like a solo expedition. Yeah, I know it's well like a duo now. expedition. It's well, if it's the bottom three, it's just us two. Oh, I think Max just crawled his way out. Well, now <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> bottom four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, when we say it's like the bottom ish bit, the bottom like five. Yeah, the no, I think it was bottom five because okay. I had like four out of the five. Four out of the five at one point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The dungeon. Ah, feels good to be here. Once D gets a bit bigger, then D will just become the dungeon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're talking about tears here, pal. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Should we randomise for next week? Let's. I think I'm up next. 
You are. And I will be doing... Ooh. 1916. That's our first, Ooh. like... World War. Major War one. World yeah. War one. Oh, okay. All right. No, that's that's fine. Right, yeah. I'll find some stuff on that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I will I will try do it well. Yeah. I'm sure you will. Yeah. It'll definitely be better than this. <laughs> I uh, think it might. Well, we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. That's true. <laughs> so it might not go. be a very It could be another 2011. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. Maybe not cheery, but No. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. We will find out. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. No worries, guys. <sighs> right. Feel free to um reach out to us, send us voice memos or a message. Uh, we're on Instagram at Top Year Pod. Oh, our email send awesome. us an email at topyearpod at a gmail.com. A gmail. A gmail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love hearing from you all. So please yeah. send us your thoughts. And send us some cupcakes. Follow yeah. the example of our number one <laughs> listener. True. You too could become the number one listener if you send us cupcakes. Yep. That's actually the pretty criteria. easily swayed, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> That's all, folks. Have a lovely day. And don't go changing. You better not. Farewell. Bye.